Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. We're celebrating oil country today in White Court, Alberta. This is Oilers Now, live in location at the Boston Pizza on Highway 43 in White Court. Oilers Now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. It is an eight-guest Wednesday here on Oilers Now. First hour of the show, Cam Moon from Rogers Place, Oilers Alumni Hall of Famer Kevin Lowe, along with Jason Strudwick, Edmonton Media Personality, Tim Shipton, Executive Vice President of the Oilers Entertainment Group. In hour number two, Sportsnet Spec Mark Spector. We'll also hear from uh, my other play-by-play uh, partner, Jack Michaels, who's here with me, uh, celebrating oil country in white court. Uh, White Court broadcasting legend Neil Shuchuk, as well as David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement Bet on it. Special thanks to our ace engineer, Sean Elford, uh, here in uh, White Court with us and studio producer Brendan Escott. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. A reminder, Japanese Village is Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. That's Japanese Village. Don and his staff will take care of you. All right, every Wednesday in Oilers now for Aquarian Renovations, an experience where sharing gets started at AquarianRenovations.com. Sportsnet's Mark Spector joins us on Oilers Now. Sportsnet's Beck, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Bobby just came out of the Oilers dressing room and heard uh, Jay Woodcroft uh, speaking. Holloway, uh, he didn't have a real update on him. He said he saw him. He seemed like he was doing fine. He was smiling. He has a cut in his nose. And uh, I guess we'll find out... Uh, you know how concussion protocol goes. It's always. It's not like a knee where they go. It's going to be three weeks. Uh, we don't know. It could be. Could play the next game. It could be out a little longer. I guess we'll find out as time goes on. I actually thought Mark on the hit, and uh, I, I know we had a brief conversation in the press box as I ambled down uh, stairs to join Gene on the panel. But uh, that was a bit of a lookout. Uh, a lookout Dylan pass from Warren Fogle, and then Fogle yeah. went in obviously on Labuchkin, and and and. That that situation, I, I I know the old school is, hey, kid, keep your head up. But I got to tell you, Mark, from, from where I come, Warren Fogel's got to be careful about making that pass because that's the end result of it. 
Yeah, but that's a that's a. I mean, it's about a seventy foot pass, Bob. Warren Fogel makes that. He steps over his own goal line to the left of the Oilers' net, right. and he fires it up the wall to Holloway. Holloway's in the neutral zone. So that's a pass that takes a long time to get there, and Holloway decided he was going to skate into it. I, I'm not so sure I'm with you on that, Bobby. Any pass that takes that long. Uh, I'll tell you this. What he didn't know was that Leah Bushkin is a guy that steps up on you, right? One one out of every 20 defensemen in the league does that today. Not many guys anymore, unfortunately, right. for Holloway. He ran into one. I'm going to tell you that... that you know what? The young player has to maybe turn his back to the defenseman and not be skating full speed up ice on that particular play. It's easy to say. I'm sitting here talking on the phone. It's hard to do when you're on the ice. I get it. But yeah. he will. He has learned a valuable lesson, and let's hope that he's going to be okay from it. Now, you know what guys would have done 25 years ago if a defenseman closed like that? They would have had their stick up to protect themselves. Well, maybe. I mean, it happens awful fast. There were guys that Marchment used to catch that didn't get their stick up on time. <laughs> you would Oh, I mean, Marchman and Craig Muni. I mean, we, we, we had Kevin Lowe on the show earlier today. I mean, when you think of Marchman and uh, Craig Muni, I mean, the accusation directed their ways it was more that they low-bridge guys. Not so yep. much that you, you, like that was that was a higher hit with Labushkin. It should be mentioned, Labushkin didn't finish the game either. I actually think that was a collision where the yep. two guys almost, like I know Labushkin had the intent but I, I think that the the uh, velocity of the collision may have even surprised Labushkin because he didn't finish the game and he surely wasn't hurt from the exchange with Fogel. We know that because there's nothing oh, in that. I remember I remember Brian Marchman missing games after those hits and missing time. And I remember him. He said to me, "Hey, sometimes the guy I hit gets up and skates away, and I'm the guy that stays down." So. It's two big, strong men running yeah. into each other at a great speed. And it happens, Bob, so fast. There's no, you know, you don't get to take out a measuring tape and make sure you don't hit, catch a little chin. And you don't get to, to carefully make that play. It happens fast. And sometimes the hitter gets hurt more than the hit E. Yeah. And we started with Holloway because you brought us the Holloway update. So that's why we started there. But the story last night, you could say it's twofold, but... Speck, at the end of the day, Eric Harmie stole a win last night for the Buffalo Sabres. You get 48 shots on goal in this league. The expected goals, and, and you and me have had some fun with that stat over the years, the expected goals last night were 5-3. Let's not forget Buffalo got an empty netter for the fourth goal. Those don't count. That's an automatic. Reality of the situation is on most nights, 80% of the time, you win that game, but not last night because of the play of Eric Comrie. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy for Eric Comrie, right? Here's a guy that's that's been all over the league as a backup, and he's been on the waiver wire 100 times. He's never started a game here in Edmonton in the regular season, and he walks in here, he's got family in the stands, and he's a first star and wins the game. Like, I'm a sucker for those stories, Bob. <laughs> you know, good for Eric Comrie, man. Way to go. Uh, to me, the story of the game from an Edmonton perspective was they were playing a 2-1 hockey game. They just didn't know it, right? In the second period, they didn't know that if they let Buffalo get to three, it was going to be one too many. And, you know, the, the Buffalo goals in the second period, goals two and three, you could probably suggest were plays that certainly the Oilers will tell you they didn't like the way they played them. They thought they were careless goals. You know, the dry sidle pass, every, the two Sabres are behind all the Oilers. And Tage Thompson walking through everyone, including your number one defenseman. So 
To me, the takeaway is, and Buddy said it today, Bob, he said, you never know what the most important minutes of a hockey game are going to be. Well, the most important minutes turned out to be early in the second period. And you know what? The Oilers lose a game where they didn't know it at the time, but when you let your opponent get to three last night, you weren't going to be able to catch up. And they learned that the hard way. Yeah, on the on the second goal, the Tage Thompson goal, CC sort of crossed over, and then Nurse, you know, didn't do a good enough. But Tage Thompson might have been the only Buffalo player at that size in that range. He looked like Pete Mahovlich going through the Russians back <laughs> yeah, in '72, right? Like on on, on the third on the third goal against, I'm going to paraphrase your old friend Tommy McVie. Where did he say are the two places you never do a back pass? Yeah, right, at home and on the road. <laughs> there you go. And the I mean, moment I love, it... I, I love that line, and so do you, because it's funny. But it's 2022, and I'm not going to tell Leon Dreisaitl how pass a puck. <laughs> right. Because he's, he's damn good at it. So this isn't me telling him how to pass it, but I guess I am saying that if you got a four-man rush and you're passing it backwards, you better hit someone on the tape with it <laughs> because the end result was what we saw last night. Basically, could have been a 2 on no, but it was a dead breakaway. And, uh, you know, those are the little mistakes in the game. And it cost Evan at two points last night. Mark Spector is joining us here on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer uh, celebrating oil country today in Whitecourt, Alberta. Uh, Specs appearances brought to you by Aquarian Renovations, an experience where sharing gets started today at Aquarian. That's A Q U A R I A N renovations.com. All right, Specs. So and, uh, it's a question I'll throw it on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780 should we be panicking at all? I don't um, think I don't think the owners should be, but I think there's lessons to be learned from the first three games of the season. What about you? Well, both things are true, right? First of all, panic is a useless emotion. I, I don't even like the word. Never, nothing ever good came from panicking. Whether your house is on fire or your, you know, your hockey team's losing hockey games. So, no, don't panic. Uh, yes, learn. And you know what? At some point here, uh, I think you got to find your identity. Like you got to man up and say, "Look, I don't care who's coming in here. Yeah, Carolina's good. Well, we're good too." You know, I don't care if Pittsburgh's coming in and St. Louis is big and strong and tough. We're good too. You know, the orders need to. This isn't the old days, Bob, where we used to see a schedule and go, okay, they're not going to beat that team. They can maybe win that game. They're never going to beat that other club. Those days are gone. The orders can beat any team in the league. And I, I know Carolina's good. I admire the program. But they're coming in here, and Edmonton is in desperate need to turn this thing around and get a win. I don't care who the opponent is tomorrow night. It's time for the Edmonton Oilers to act like a Stanley Cup contender and to put their defensive game together. Offense is good enough. They had 48 shots on goal last night. Okay, not enough went in. That won't go on many nights in a row. Keep the puck out of your net, play a better defensive game, and beat a team that's one of the powerhouses in the East. You can do that tomorrow night. Well, uh, and if Holloway can't go, it's an automatic. It's going to be 11-7 and again with Derek Ryan back in the lineup against the team that he started his NHL career against. I, I found that Carolina's actually been better in Edmonton, and the Oilers have been closer. I, I know they pulled a win out of there a couple of years ago back in 1920 with Leon Dreisaitl out of the lineup, a game that had an extended overtime. 
and that was finished off by Josh Archibald. Last year, I think the Oilers, you know what? For some reason, oh, McDavid got knocked out of the game last year. He got cleaved, high-sticked in the face, and was knocked out of the game for half the game or for half the first period and into the early second because he was leaking pretty bad. I think he might have lost a chiclet or two. So this will be interesting uh-huh. against Carolina. Against St. Louis, the Oilers uh, went 2-1 and one against St. Louis last year. They split the two games in St. Louis. You remember the night, Mark, of uh, well, the, <laughs> Dmitry Samarukov's only game as an Oiler. He went dash two on four shifts in St. Louis coming out of the Christmas break. The Oilers had won in there, I think, in November, and then they beat the Blues at home. And then against Pittsburgh last year, Mark, Connor McDavid dominated. He had a goal and three assists in both games. He was the first star in both games. Yeah. And and one of your esteemed voters with the NHLPA did not vote him in the top, or the NHL, uh, the Professional Hockey Writers Association didn't vote him in the top five. And the guy was the first star in both games. I guess he didn't see him. God, I'm just having fun with you. Anyways, yeah. it is it is a challenge. they got to get this thing turned around, and it will not be easy. Those are three good teams they're going to play. Well, they are, but but you know what? This is. I think the days of worrying about who your opponent is around here uh, are supposed to be over, and I think they are over. Like I'm not. I don't care who's coming in here. I haven't seen in three games this season. I haven't seen the Oilers put together the kind of 60 minute game that you need to to do. The kind of 60 minute game they're putting in down in Calgary every night, right? So that's a big, strong, smart good defensive yeah. team and here's the bad news Bob if they played a playoff series right now I don't think it'd be close the good news is they don't play the playoffs until April and May so to me having that team down the road is a real nice measuring point because you know you're going to have to go through them Evan has got to you know what they know this this isn't news inside the order's dress room but I think it's time to man up here and say okay let's be the team we're supposed to be let's go out here and start writing this ship right now Awesome stuff, Spec. Thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us in Oilers Now. All right, Bobby, enjoy things up in White Court, buddy. You bet. It is 118 in Edmonton. When we return in one minute's time, the uh, play-by-play voice of NHL Hockey and Rogers regional packages, as well as one of the Oilers 2 radio voices, Jack Michaels will join us live from the Boston Pizza on Highway 43 here in White Court. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Sean Elford, and now Jack Michaels joining you live. We are in White Court, Alberta, celebrating oil country, and we are live at the Boston Pizza. We do want to mention to you at this time uh, that the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's this simple. Trent Brown, the gang of James H. Brown, they're the best. They got over 250 years of experience. They'll look after you. Uh, heard earlier today, Dylan Holloway did uh, not on the ice today. Uh, took the shot yesterday and that hit from Labushkin. Has a cut across the bridge of his nose. Wondered whether or not he might have busted it at some point. Uh, I guess we'll wait and see. We bring aboard Jack, Mike, Jack, thank you for uh, being open and allowing us to move you around during the course of today's... You mean move me back? Yes. Move, not moving me around, moving me back. I was originally, I, I believe, one of the highlights of your lineup today. I just and needed to find slowly two more... Demoted. I, I just needed to find two more live guests yeah. here to move you right off the show totally. Yeah. So. No, 13 years of insults, I'm used to it. <laughs> Uh, so now is this uh, White Court? Has this been a fun place, Stu? Do you want to hop on? You want to just come on? And... Oh, yeah, you're going no, to school. He's got to go to school. Thanks a lot, Stu. Yeah. We'll see you. Yeah. 
Oh, th- see, we got the official handshake. There we go. That's the see you later. <laughs> Don't let I believe go. you're picking up the check, oh, by the way. Not a chance. <laughs> I didn't eat. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You got a rock star. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, the official drink of. <laughs> by the way, what did, you, what did you think of the car service on the way up? Uh, by the way, we should mention uh, Bob Stoffer and Jack Michaels' uh, car service and promotional activities presented by Brent Ridge Ford. Uh, they did such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs. They're in need of more. You can trade your uh, vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright. Uh, whatever is best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is open uh, for F-150s and SUVs as well. Go see Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile of Wetaskiwin. There, I, I worked that in there. Well executed. Well, rare, rare when I would hear that. We got here in time. That's all that mattered. We did. Easily. Uh, Jack, easily. Jack, uh, you, had, you, were, you had the game last night, obviously, with Louis DeBrusque. Um, were, you, uh, were you surprised at what we saw out of Eric Comrie? Well, not completely, because I thought he handled one of the more difficult backup jobs in the National Hockey League very well last year. When you're backing up Connor Hellebuck, you're backing up a guy where you might not see starts for two, three, four weeks at a time. That guy demands the net and for the most part, uh, performs well enough to demand the net on an every-night basis. That's a guy that doesn't like ceding the net to his backup at any particular point in time. So as a result, Eric Comrie got spot duty last year and still played to a 920 save percentage. And so, you know, when you're able to do that and you're not seeing the net and it's just one practice after another, that shows a level of concentration. And so when the Sabres really took the foot off the gas and tried to nurse that game home last night and give Edmonton full marks for another push, as they did against Calgary, as they did against Vancouver, but he was ready. And he was, you know, ready for the onslaught. I thought he was square to the shooter. I thought he protected the lower half of the net extremely well. I thought that core strength splaying out post to post, you know, constantly seemed to foil Edmonton. And he was the primary reason they were able to hang on. I mean, as you know, the Sabres just could not clear the puck. They were, they were running around, uh, again, full marks to Edmonton, but there were a lot of self-inflicted wounds for Buffalo that didn't turn into significant damage because of Eric Comrie. How cool was it for you to call that Tage Thompson goal and maybe explain to the listeners your connection to Tage? Well, I mean, Tage Thompson is a nice guy. I had a chance to visit with him before the game. I have a history with his uh, father. My last year in the minors was uh, Brent Thompson, who, as you know, uh, played and, and was a black ace for the 1993 Stanley uh, Stanley Cup finalist, L.A. Kings, played a couple hundred games in the National Hockey League. And, you know, his son, Tage, was, I think, 10 or 11 years old uh, my last year in the minors and would take my son to the ball field and was very kind for a you know 11 12 year old kid to be as kind as he was to a three-year-old I thought was extremely impressive so I had to feel good for him last night that's one of the goals of the year Bob I mean we're going to see that a on a goal. list uh, you know at the end of the year in terms of uh, the best goals scored by NHL players this year Buffalo has a lot of young talent Bob I think ultimately they're going to have to defend a lot better in terms of 
of you know sealing off their own end. Uh, they've got some talent. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin, I mean, the flex on his stick and his oh. ability to wrong foot uh, Stuart Skinner the way he did. I, 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 and then that was just an amazing shot. They, they've got some talent. I don't mind Samuelson. I think he's a you know he's a pretty heavy kid. He's he's a kid that has a little bit of mean on. I, I don't I don't mind some of their defense, but they've they've still got to learn uh, to play certainly well, a better third period than they did last night. All right, so the Oilers pushed, and I, I like Buffalo more than I like New Jersey, and you know that. Uh, and part of it is the two number one defensemen. Uh, Edmonton had a heck of a push. And we're seeing it on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. So I'm going to ask you, should there be a little bit of room for nervousness and concern here if you haven't seen orders, or is it too early? I think it's too early. I mean, three games. I, I think there's the natural, and this is where I'll go back to the difference. A lot of people are thinking, oh, is this 17-18 all over again? Here's why I don't think that 17-18 team did not have as expansive a veteran core, starting with the nuclear core. Right. I mean, McDavid, Drysaddle, Nurse were all 21 back then, 20, 21 years old of age. Now they're all in their mid-20s. You add that to proven veterans like Tyson Berry, like Evander Kane. Uh, I mean, you know, quite frankly, even even guys like Warren Fogle, uh, you know, that have been in the league five and six years. I mean, Ryan Murray is another guy on that list. Zach Hyman, uh, Cody Cece. I mean, you've got a number of guys who've played in the league six, seven, eight years. When I think back on that Euler team, the 16-17 squad that that turned into the 1718 team I mean, really, you know, you, you lost Eberle off that team. You had Lucic as a holdover. Bought out Pouliot. You didn't have Pouliot. That's right. Pouliot wasn't on that team. So how many proven six- or seven-year guys in support of McDavid, Nurse, and Drysaddle did you really have on that team? I think this roster is so packed with guys between the ages of 25 and 31. I mean, even even more periphery guys like Devin Shore and Derek Ryan, they have a certain hard-scrabble, you know, veteran guile that has enabled them to stay in the league that will be the same kind of qualities that this team will have to ride out rough patches. This is not going to be the only rough patch this season for the Edmonton Oilers. It's an 82-game season. So if you're worried about one and two, what's it going to be like in March when you lose three or four in a row? It's inevitably going to happen. So no, I I think it's way too early to be concerned uh, about the club. I think they've got good goaltending. I don't think goaltending has been the issue, but they do have to be better in front of both nets. They have to defend their net better, and I think they've got to be harder in front of the opposition net. They took a big step in that direction in the third period, and it led to Nugent Hopkins' goal. they got to keep doing that. With you. All right, Jack, great stuff. Thank you for joining us and uh, being malleable with the schedule. Much appreciated. Neil Shuchuk is coming up today around 148. David Staples' call to hockey after a Global News Weather Traffic Update Eileen Bell.